0: you Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. On this wonderful Thursday, today is January 28th, getting ready for Arizona versus Anaheim home game So set up tonight at 7 p.m. at the Gila River Arena. Hello once again, my name is Rob Lianyo, I'm the host of this show. Uh, bringing in today's guest once again, Carl Pavlik of Five for Howling, returning to talk some... Uh, Coyotes, ducks, hockey. How you doing, Carl?
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Uh, not too bad. You know i I enjoyed a bit of snow the other day, which happens right maybe once every other year in Tucson, like for one day and one day only. So i I, I enjoyed it as best I can.
0: Yeah, we uh, we didn't get the snow. We got hail up here. Uh, thankfully, my car had been parked underneath the. You know, one of those metal protector things. And then the other thing that we got that they kept talking about was what was it? Uh, Some weird, not snow, not hail thing. I cannot even remember Uh, for the life of me. Like freezing
1: rain or sleep?
0: Yeah, special word. Um, Easy Central published an article where it's like, oh, yeah, oh, grapple. Grapple is the word of the day.
1: Grapple. I don't know. I yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. I Let's see. soft hail. That's what it is. It's soft hail.
0: Which that just sounds like meteorologists being like coming up with technical terms that no one else uses.
1: It's I like mean, when you if find you...
0: out it's calzone day. They're like, we have the special hail.
1: I mean, it looks essentially it's like it's between hail and snow because it's it's not hail cuz it's not hard but it's not snow because it's in a ball. Hmm. I don't
0: know. But we got that it was um I don't know. I think Arizona people especially have a appreciation for rain and just any kind of uh, precipitation. Probably not Flagstaff, and I'm guessing not you guys as much, but I know in Phoenix, anytime there's water coming from the sky, we just love it. It's like how I imagine people in Seattle feel on sunny days.
1: Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, this year, I think a lot of Tucsonans were a lot more happy to see precipitation of any kind because it was a super dry summer, the driest of summers we've ever had. There was no monsoon season this year.
0: I think we maybe had a couple of storms, but, yeah, I don't think we had much either. Climate change is really not great for Arizona.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely weird stuff. But uh, let's go ahead and get started with the, uh, with the topics of today's show. Uh, yesterday, Carl, I talked about the... Uh, the post game of Arizona versus Anaheim game one. And there was a lot going on on that one. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot you can really take out of it. Uh, it looked to me that Arizona was the better team, but they just couldn't solve the guy named John Gibson is, I, let me, I, I this is a question I asked the, uh, the listeners yesterday. And I want to ask you this question. Is John Gibson a human? <laughs>
0: I'm not sure. Um, he may be a brick wall in human shape. Uh, but but yeah, I think you're right. I think the Coyotes were the better team for most of that game. Um, not being able to score on John Gibson is not the worst thing in the world. Um, goalies in general have a tendency to just go crazy out of nowhere. And Gibson is... Just an amazing goalie. I think in a couple years we're going to have that conversation and be like, is Gibson going to be one of the best goalies who've never won a cup? Because I don't see Anaheim necessarily being that in the near future. Um, I think there's some larger trends that you can take out of it. So, like, on the surface, it's bad because it's a 1-0 loss. That sounds bad. You look into it, you see a lot of good things in the game itself, and then you look at just all those little things for the past two games, and it's like, uh, it's it's rough, and I don't know. It I, I tried to take good things out of it, but it left me with a sense of doom.
1: Yeah, see, I think especially because it was the second straight shutout. I mean, if you look at the first shutout, you know that was just an unfortunate event off of a uh, you know you know, lucky calls or whatever way you want to put it. I mean, obviously, yeah. But, yeah I mean, I obviously mean, I'm not going to go there because of a, a bunch of, you know, half a million other things that coyotes could have done to prevent that from even happening. But what I'm getting at is that first one was unfortunate. This second one was that coyotes could have done better, even though I'm saying they did a great job. They could have done better because the problem is they uh, didn't know how to solve John Gibson. And they had, a you know, 60 minutes to, to try to figure him out. You know, obviously, you can't really look at film at that point. But, uh, you know, putting on, you know, 31 shots from almost the same area, John Gibson's going to save every single one.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I do want to go back real quick to the to the Vegas, because even removing the ending, which I think a lot of people are focusing on, like, just because it's, it's definitely one of the more. It's the most controversial ending we've had so far this season, but oh yeah, if the coyote, if let's say that didn't happen, it went to overtime, went to the shootout. It still meant the Coyotes went three periods without scoring, and they went another three periods without scoring. Like that is starting to become a trend, and sure they couldn't solve Gibson. Um, and again, like in isolation, that'd be good you're right. Like they weren't really doing too much in terms of like shot quality. Uh, I, I think one of the big things I noticed is there was that great moment, um, where they had like the Anaheim players out for two minutes and like 30 plus seconds. And you could just tell how worn down they were. And then like, I think it was Jarmelson just fires a shot. Like the Gibson can see the entire way. It's like, Oh man, that's not going to do it. What are you guys thinking? Uh, I'm just worried like there's a just an inability to finish trend happening right now.
1: I mean, that I, I feel like that's been the case for uh, like just the last uh, like this this almost every, every game. I mean, obviously, the exception of the Friday's game against uh, against Vegas, because that was like that was a complete game for them. But every other game I watched them play. They wasn't there was no complete game to me in, in any, when they played either 20 minutes of good hockey, 40 minutes of good hockey? Now none, none of them were 60 minutes of good hockey. Um, and you know, the it, I think Greg Tockett said it well himself just the uh, uh, before the Vegas series is you know up against that team, so you got to play whistle to whistle hockey, you know, for the full 60 minutes because if you're not going to do that, they're going to get essentially. Uh, ran over by not just Vegas, but almost anyone in this, in in this division, it's not going to be the, uh, the easiest division, especially when you have to play these guys so many times.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really not consistency. has been a problem with the Coyotes. Finishing has been a problem with the Coyotes, like in terms of just like scoring goals also like, I think we're going to get the trend of if the coyotes score two, they're going to lose. If they score more than two, they're probably going to win. I can already see that trend emerging with the fact that what the two games that the teams won, they've scored, a, they've scored three um, or yeah. three and five. They've lost one in overtime um, or in a shootout having scored three other two were shutouts and two goals. They're gonna to need to find a way to get that third goal, which was a problem all through last season that it's frustrating that we're having to deal with these problems or that they're having to deal with these problems.
1: Yeah, they really gotta they really gotta figure that out. Um, ho- hopefully they do. Uh, I will say one thing though out of out of a uh, consistency standpoint uh, is I really enjoyed uh, I c- I continue to enjoy watching Connor Garland. And I think he's just been the bright point of this Coyotes team for so far to the start of this season.
0: Oh yeah. Garland's been a lot of fun. Um, You could see him really getting in the like faces of Anaheim and Vegas. Like he really gets under their skin. I think we're going to be talking about Garland as an underrated pest in hockey. And it's not necessarily from him doing like dirty stuff or anything. It's just he's willing to go into like certain places he's forcing himself where they don't want him to be um and uh, I love it he seems to have a bit of like swagger to him uh, I don't necessarily like the expression but I'm using it uh he's he's definitely a fun thing to watch
1: he definitely is indeed uh in just a sec let's go ahead and talk about. Uh, what we should expect from you know Connor Garland and company coming up for tonight's game up against the uh, the same Anaheim squad. See if they can finally solve John Gibson. We'll talk about that in just a sec. But first, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag guys. With the Super Bowl just around the corner, now only like a week and a half away, I know a lot of you guys are excited. A lot of you guys are really. You know, itching to place those bets on, you know, what what the coin toss is going to be. If there's going to be, a, you know, a, uh, some mess up on the national anthem or literally anything. What, what's even, what's even going to happen during the game? Uh, if there's a place that you want to go to to make those bets, there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. And that is betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code. Again, that's locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's now time to go ahead and discuss tonight's game between the Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks. 7 p.m. puck drop time at the Gila River Arena. Once again, I'm Rob Liano, alongside Carl Pavlik of 5 on this wonderful Locked On Coyotes podcast. So Carl, let me go ahead and go straight to you. Uh, What I would say to you would be like three keys that Arizona really needs to get to try to win this game against Anaheim. Uh,
0: So I think... (laughs) First is going to be just screens in front of Gibson. He saw way too many of the pucks coming um, on Tuesday. They're going to need to find a way to get either Pitlick, Broussard, Kraus, like someone to just park right in front of him and hopefully screen him. Power play is going to be key. Um, The Coyotes had three uh, attempts. They were all middling. Uh, they need to find a way to get their power play going. Um, Anaheim knows that they're not a great team and they play a smart hockey to kind of go with that. Like you could really tell that they were willing to let the Coyotes just kind of like whip the puck around the edges. Anytime they were set up in the zone, like the Coyotes are going to need to find a way to take an advantage on the man or find a way to get something going with a man advantage. Um last, I would say hmm, Darcy Kemper. Um or Antiranta at this point, they're gonna need stellar goaltending. I think the players in front of the goaltending need to have like that kind of knowledge that they're safe to try things. A lot of these players are probably feeling like they're really snake bitten right now. I can only imagine that they're just like second guessing in a lot of these times. We saw Lawson Krause hit the hit the post and I think that was his second post in a row. Like I can only imagine what's going through his head every time he has the puck and he's looking down a goalie like Gibson. So we're gonna need good goaltending, just keep the game going.
1: Yeah, I'm. I, I'm definitely with you on on, on those three uh, those those keys that you gave out. Uh, obviously, I'm. I'm also huge on goaltending, whether it's uh, Kemper or Ronta. Luckily, as we you know heard the news from last night, late last night, that anti-Ronta just got activated off the IR, so he should be good to go. Um, obviously, I I probably still assume Darcy Camper in just to kind of uh, allow him to. I don't know. That's my assumption because you don't want to activate someone on the on IR and be like, hey, guess what? You're going to go ahead and play now. Um, so, but, yeah, but, again, goaltending is going to be huge, especially, uh, although I will say this is uh, kind of off of what you're saying, is Arizona can't rely too much on whoever's in net because um, that was the major problem that they had uh, all throughout the – you know, that, that playoff round against uh, Colorado, you know, that last uh, August, and it was not, not pretty at all. And then they go ahead and you know look at how they played a couple of the games against, against Vegas. Same thing. They relied too much on the Darcy Kemper. You can't do that when you're going against good teams. And, and the, the, the problem is this Anaheim team is not a good team but they still re- they seem to rely on him a little bit too much um, that not, not, I wouldn't say not that they were relying on him too much they just weren't uh, doing enough to uh, you know help him in any other way. So they need to you know create that assist as best they can whether it be uh, not well no, minimizing the time in the defensive zone and again just just for the offensive side, batter John Gibson with shots and not these aren't don't don't do the same thing like I saw last time and just kind of from the same area uh, and low quality shots uh, for like night nuggets half of them or whatever really challenge this guy I know he's a good goaltender and he can do and this John Gibson guy can do and make whatever save he wants but like you said if you can get a big guy in front of him a big physical presence in front of him you know he can't he's he's not perfect Pucks will get by him. So you got to figure that out. It's going to be a challenge again cuz John Gibson somehow finds a way to make those saves, but it's not impossible. Obviously you saw, you know, Vegas score like five straight on them at one point, so like it's definitely possible to solve this guy. You just really got to uh figure out what works against this against this goaltender.
0: So I, I definitely agree with you. Um, Two things I want to say. Um, When we go back to relying on Kemper too much or relying on Ranta, I agree that the team can't rely on him too much. But I also go back to that first Vegas game where the Coyotes lost the second Vegas scored their first goal. Because that seemed to just utterly break the it was almost like I was a spell on like the golden Knights. Like they had just been like in a fog. And as soon as they scored, they were like wide awake. And I think part of that was the Coyotes. You talked about the, the last like Denver series and the Coyotes lost those two games before they were even on the ice. Uh, I don't think that's a a controversial statement. I I don't know. No, you're right. the, The team has enough confidence or what to survive minor hitches especially when they're down um and i'm just kind of afraid that like no matter what they're relying too much on darcy kemper either on his play or his just mental stability uh, and that's honestly a really dangerous spot for the team to be in right now in general but especially right now
1: Yeah, I think uh, confidence is definitely going to be the, uh, I think the biggest challenge for the Coyotes this season is, you know, it it seems that, yeah, that is the case, that it's either, you know, before they even hit the ice, if they're going up against like a super team like Colorado or Vegas or, you know, whoever we're talking about here. And then, um, or if the opposing team scores the first goal. So they got to figure out, I know it's a young team, so confidence You'd expect a little bit of shaking confidence out of a young team, but this is the NHL. I mean, you got to learn, and you got to learn fast, especially on a condensed season like this. I think, Carl, what we're going to do is we're actually going to talk about this uh, whole – like we'll kind of maybe tie in the theme of confidence and uh, see what – maybe, maybe even tie it in with the uh, with the coach, uh, with, with Rick talking. We'll do that in just a sec, but first let's talk to you guys um, about – a couple things. Uh, first, we're covering everything you need about the Coyotes, but what about the rest of the, rest of the sports? Now, on the Locked On Podcast Network, we have you covered with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you ever need every morning in just under twenty minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And guys, if you guys are frustrated with the way uh, current auto part stores run, whether it's their super crazy expensive prices or their inability to have the part that you need on the spot. I know your frustrations, but there's a fix for that, and that's rockauto.com. All you got to do is if you have access to an internet and have access to a laptop, go ahead and go to rockauto.com and fill in your information on your car or truck, and it has everything you need in a completely organized way, and fantastic prices. I am I'm seriously, prices are unbeatable. You can save probably a good 50% than if you went and paid for the same part at an auto parts store. But don't take my word for it. Go ahead and check it out yourself. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure when you're there to write Locked On on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And another thing, guys, I've talked to you guys about Built Bar several times, but uh, let's go ahead more into it. Built Bar, again, as I love to mention, it is the protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar. How awesome is that? It's 100% covered in chocolate, and it's soft and easy to chew, with 18 flavors, you can never go wrong, depending on like you know how you're feeling, maybe... You want like a more peanut butter flavor, you can get that. Maybe you want uh, something with some mint. You can get mint brownie. So many great flavors available at Built Bar. Go ahead and try it yourself. Go ahead and all you got to do is go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at builtbar.com. And now it's time to talk the final bit. Of Today's show on the Locked On Coyotes podcast before we get ready for today's Arizona Anaheim game is we'll talk a little bit of uh, confidence, but not confidence in the team, Carl, confidence in the coach. Uh, There's a lot of uh, a lot of discussion uh, from a couple guys that I've heard of whether or not, uh, especially after uh, the last game. Whether or not the uh, after a you know a second straight shutout and especially against a team like Anaheim, that uh, coach Rick Tockey would be on a hot seat, and uh, I don't know. What do you think if Arizona doesn't come back with a huge fight in any way tonight? Is there any discussion about Rick Tuckey's job security?
0: I think that is. going to depend on Bill Armstrong at this point. Anytime we get a situation where there's a new GM, we always look to see the coach go in the next year or two, depending on how good the team is. Um, Because normally the new GM, they want to have their own guy in there. Not only do they have a vision for the team, they have a vision for the coach. And if Tockett was the best coach in the world, doesn't necessarily matter in Armstrong's mind. He was still Cheka's coach and not necessarily his coach. That being said, I think the Rick Tockett time in Arizona is going to be an interesting one to look back at. Um, I think pretty much every year he's been here, the team has started slow. Um you can go all the way back to that historically bad opening where we didn't win a game until, what, the 12th one. Um, I remember there was kind of a joke at the start of last season where, hey, the team won their first game in three games instead of 12. That's, that's a sign that we're moving up. Um, and I also think that there's just been a general issue with consistency. We heard um and you hear it a lot on the broadcast when armstrong came in he said look you guys don't play well um after a certain point like we need to find a way to get you to be more consistent and we thought that that issue could be solved with bringing in players like that's why we have pitlick that's why we have broussard uh that's why we have larson that's why we have um hayden and not to say that they haven't been good. I think they've actually been praying really well for their roles, but they're not solving a consistency problem. Like when the Coyotes fall, they're not able to really like step up and and do anything. I, I, I think at a certain point, you look at the players on the ice, you're like, maybe it's not them. Maybe we just need someone in here different, a different voice or a different style.
1: Yeah, the whole different voice part is the thing that always gets me someone who's a different person behind the bench that can shake things up. And if I want to look at the and maybe an example in this case from another team, I look actually to last year, you know, and I look at the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm going to say as an example is and I know this was a different cuz Vegas was still a good team at this point, but they decided, you know, that Uh, Gerard Gallant wasn't really the guy that they wanted. You know, it just seemed that the, uh, there wasn't as much confidence in him anymore because they went to go lose a couple games back to back. And it was like, is this a guy that we want to keep with? And this was about maybe a year after, uh, they did a a general manager change, maybe even the same year and literally about a day after firing Gerard Gallant, they go and hire former Sharks coach, Peter DeBoer. And that was almost an instant change. Uh, I mean, they you know they still lost a couple of games, you know, adjusting to the new coaching style. But look what they ended up doing. They ended up becoming one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, pretty fast. Again, I mean, obviously they already were, but that helped kind of sustain things. Sometimes that's all it takes, Carl. It all it takes is just a new voice in the room, someone who can uh, really shake things up and make a. Uh, and and re instill confidence in the team, and I think that's the thing you need, and uh, you need someone who can go back and who can enter this locker room and reinstill the confidence that this Coyotes team needs. I'm not saying Rick Taka isn't the guy, but if this team continues to lose the games in the way that they do, you gotta have that. You gotta ask that question.
0: Yeah, and the players and the coaching staff and the front office, they all know more, like, what's going on in the room. No reporter ever really knows what the atmosphere is. Um, I think when you look at games and you look at interviews and you look at everything that's going on, you can get a pretty good idea. Um, I think if you have a coach who's lost the room, the big thing that's going to happen is the players aren't going to trust the game plan. And I think that's especially bad for talk it, um, because there is a structure that they're supposed to be playing and it's supposed to be like, Hey, you need to be doing this. You need to have like the relentless forecheck. We're all about the blue line coming up and, and doing more in the offense. Um, I, I think that's what the plan is now. And if, let's say, you just give up an early goal to the Anaheim Ducks, if you're on the ice, you're going to be like, look, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, but what I was supposed to do last time, they scored on us. So maybe I need to try something else. And that just isn't going to work. And that's just going to create problems on top of problems because that's going to not stop with one person. It's going to spread.
1: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what um what decisions are made, especially after tonight's game. Um and again, Arizona is favored. Um, you know, it's the uh the betting information, courtesy of our friends, betonline.ag, is the same as literally every other game I've said in the last, you know, two weeks. Point and a half favorites with five and a half total points. But uh again, at at, at this point, you know. I got I, For me, I can't make a bet if, on, on, the, on, a, on a team like this until I see the confidence instilled. And it's not like it's not there either because you saw the way that they lost to Vegas last week, last Wednesday, and then the way they came back the next Friday. Like, that was a team with confidence. That was a good hockey club. Like, whatever confidence that they had on that given day, where is that in the last two games? And why don't they bring it up tonight?
0: If you're a fan of the Coyotes, the most frustrating thing has to be which team am I going to be watching tonight? Am I going to be watching the good team that could dominate the Vegas Golden Knights that can come back in the last minute against the Sharks and and score a tying goal, that can do what needs to be done? Or am I going to watch a team that the second anything goes wrong, they completely fall apart and they lose the game right away? And they need to get that figured out, uh, and fans certainly need to not have to be dealing with that because it's tough to be a fan if you don't know what team you're a fan of.
1: So, you know, back to the, the the matter at hand though, Carl, like if, if after this game, let's not, this, I'm not saying it happens instantly, but if after this game confidence, more confidence is lost in Rick Tockett based off you know, just overall on ice loss in confidence as you know, that's almost visibly seen. Uh, do like, how, do, how does the shift go? Like, who's the new voice in the room? At least. Uh, you know a lot more, maybe a lot more about this coaching staff than I do. I mean, I know Jay Verity, who was playing, who, who was the Tucson coach, but I wouldn't expect him to make an immediate jump, um, especially just coming, you know, him being fresh out of, the, uh, out of the AHL. I'm not sure what you, like, what your vision is on uh, this team and what they need to do right now, or maybe what they would need to do.
0: So – I was always kind of curious what would happen if the if the team started slow, if they would decide to just wait out the season because it's a weird one and I think it's easy to write off, or if they're going to decide to switch coaches right away. And honestly, I think if the team like continues to struggle and there's a confidence issue, I do think that they're going to attempt a coaching change because the Coyotes don't have a first-round pick next year, there's no reason for them to to tank. Like They can't get anything. Everyone who's like, oh, the Coyotes are going to be bad this year, or they're going to try and trade for a first-round pick and get rid of some of their players. Why are they going to trade for a first-round pick? You're going to make the team better, and you're going to be going lower in the standings. It makes no sense. Um, I actually think Verde is a good pick for it though we often see the head coach for the AHL team get brought up um I would say it's probably at least as often as we see an assistant coach take the reins because he knows how to be the head coach and I think that's important and the team brought him up um the line was he's going to be helping with the taxi squad which I'm sure he's absolutely doing because there's a lot of AHL guys but he also knows a lot more about everyone else right now I, th- I honestly was wondering if they moved Verde up to be like, yeah, if, if, if Tackett struggles out the gate, you're going to be stepping in. in it. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it, it's not outside of the realm of possibilities for me at this point.
1: I mean, plus, I think another way you can look at it, I guess, is uh, he knows a lot of the guys on the roster. He helped develop some of them. And you know, obviously Connor Garland was already almost NHL ready by the time he came came to the AHL, and was the uh, coach of the of the Roadrunners. But uh, you know, but you can say he coached, helped coach Connor Garland to some extent. Co- helped he coach helped a... coach Kyle Capobianco. Was he Garland's
0: Yeah, coach he was his, still his first year, or was that? Um...
1: So. Uh, first year what was what? What was first year? Twenty sixteen seventeen season, right? So or yeah, 17 season. Because
0: Garland had that whole year where he like adjusted his game. Because um, that's always been like a big story. Like, his, I first think that was, uh, okay. that was Mike Van
1: Ryan's year. Oh, Okay, that was Mike Van year. Yeah, that was Mike Van Ryan's year. But gotcha. yeah. Um. But uh. The second season after that, that's that, that's when Verde came in, and then you see you just see him develop even more. So that's one example there. Kyle Kapapuyanco, Jordan Gross, uh, and a, and a, you know you can name just a couple of other guys. Aiden Hill is the third string goaltender, but and probably won't see him get much action. But you know another guy you can just name in there, just in just just in case. Jay Verity knows a lot of these guys, um, and that's what, what's one of the reasons they brought him up. So to your, like like what you're saying, I personally wouldn't be surprised if they tap him as interim, if they decide to uh, move on from Rick Tockett. And again, it's all speculation at this point, because we really don't know. Um, And this is us speculating whether or not they decide to, based off what we're seeing, based off on ice confidence.
0: And the Coyotes could come out tonight and, like, be a dominant team and take over, and all of a sudden we're having a Jack Adams conversation two months from now. We don't know at this point. Um, And like I said, the Coyotes have a a history of slow starts, so they may be able to just get things going and and they're off to the races. Um, But it's also anytime you got a new GM you worry about how long the coach is going to be around that's just a thing that happens at this point in hockey
1: speaking of uh, general manager uh, we do only have a couple minutes left before I the close things out but I do want to get your you know quick like 30 60 second opinion on uh, the uh, suspension of Chaka. the
0: Chaka situation is fascinating i want to know more i want there to be a true crime podcast about it uh that i am no interest in ever doing anything with because i'm not really a true crime fan um it seems like there is a very interesting story that's happening around that and what he was aiming to do i'm just disappointed that we don't know more i honestly don't have an opinion on the guy anymore He was with the team. He left. He left in a pretty terrible way, if I'm being Mm -hmm. very honest. Um, If he wants to go work for Jersey, let him. It doesn't bother me that he's not going to be able to for at least the end of the year though. Whatever. I I just want to move past him, to be honest. Because that was just a terrible way to end things.
1: Yeah, I think I I think you can speak uh, for a lot of Coyotes fans who feel that way. They're just like, I just want to be done with this guy, based off what happened this last year. I Everything think too many happened. Coyotes way fans have
0: caught up. I think too many Coyotes fans have way too much issues with Jacob, though, and I'm just like, I don't got the energy to to be hating on John Jacob. I just want him out of my life.
1: I I definitely feel you on that. Uh, but hey guys, the NHL regular season is underway and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to locked on NHL local experts each week, bring you the biggest stories, game recaps and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Subscribe to locked on NHL wherever you get your podcasts guys. That's going to do it for us here on uh locked on coyotes. Thank you to uh, Carl once again for joining and uh, talking some uh, Arizona Anaheim and some, uh, uh, Rick Tocket stuff. I'd always uh, always a pleasure having you on, Carl.
0: Yeah, glad to be here.
1: And again, guys, if you enjoyed what you heard today, don't forget to leave a good review on your uh, favorite podcasting platform, as well as subscribe if you have yet to already. Again, you're, you're available anywhere you get your podcasts. And also, again, don't forget that if you have any questions for me, you can tweet at me at RobLiano1. And I will answer your questions on a future episode of the podcast. I love interacting with you guys, and I want to be able to hear from you. I want to be able to get your feedback. I want to be able to um, understand what you guys want to know about this Coyotes team uh, rather than just me spewing stuff at you that maybe you already know. So let me know what you want to know about this Arizona team, about Tucson, which is set to begin in about a week. Uh, Obviously, they have preseason still, but you know their regular season starting next week about anything hockey related really about anything in general i want to be able to answer your questions but again i won't be able to unless you don't tweet at me again that's at robiano one at r-o-b-l-e-a-n-o-1 but with that said thanks everyone once again for listening today from Robiano, carl padlik also joining hope you guys are all staying safe Hope you guys stay healthy. Don't forget to how long.